Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO Sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. Welcome to Full Monday. Of course, this is the companion show to FOMO Sapiens. We'll have a whole new episode of FOMO Sapiens for you on Thursday. But until then, happy Full Monday. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now, it's the new year, 2022. Oh my goodness, a lot of twos in there. And I want to start the year because, you know, we all... We all just had our holiday. We probably partook in lots of delicious food and drink, but now it's the time to start thinking about getting back to it, getting in shape and all that sort of stuff. And that shouldn't be a January thing. And as many of you know, I do not like New Year's resolutions. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. However, I just saw this interesting article and it was a study. This is not the most catchy title ever but the study was called Mega Studies Improve the Impact of Applied Behavioral Science. And one of the authors is Angela Duckworth, who of course wrote the book Grit. And so what does that all mean? Well, basically a bunch of these Angela Duckworth type people did a study on how to get people to actually commit to working out, okay? And so I thought it was really interesting and I'll tell you why. When I was, let's see now, getting back into early high school, I weighed about 200 pounds. Now I weigh about 150, 160 now. So I was, you know, my nickname was Fat Pat, believe it or not, which is so mean. Seriously, whoever called me that, like you should feel bad. But uh, I tried to work out as a way to lose weight and I actually joined the track team and I was actually lapped in the 800 meters. So like, you know, two times around the track and somebody passed me. So I was not a fast runner. Um, (laughs) It was terrible. And I was kind of embarrassed. I used to like run on this like back dirt road behind our house because I felt so self-conscious. And then I ended up losing a ton of weight in high school through mostly changes in diet. I didn't really exercise. I hadn't figured out yet that exercise could be fun. Then in college, I started running. And then after the financial crisis, I got into real running and I run a marathon. And now I, you know, I run some and I do a ton of sort of cycling and I do yoga. So you know, I do a bunch of exercise and I love exercise and it feels great to me and I feel like I need it um, for many reasons, not just, you know, staying in shape for the looks part of it, but the mental part of it. But I know that for many people, it's really hard and it is hard to stay with a routine. So this study, which again, it's called Mega Studies Improve the Impact of Applied Behavioral Science, looks at how people will stick to their routines using just a few elements And it's a cool study. I guess it's pretty major because it involved more than 60,000 U.S. gym goers. 
And they basically had like a four-week program that they put them through that was designed by 30 scientists from 15 different universities just to get people to go to the gym regularly. I guess they, you know, they can, once you're in the gym, they're assuming you're not just like watching the TV. And so what they did is they, they had these sort of prompts, an automatic system that sent text messages reminding people that they had scheduled a time. So they basically scheduled a time at the gym and then there was a reminder to tell them that they had to go. And then there was an incentive program that awarded points for every workout, which could be redeemed for small cash rewards. We're talking like pennies on the dollar. Now, it actually was kind of interesting what they found out. They found out that it's easier to develop an exercise habit than to keep at it. And in fact, 45% of these interventions, these different nudges, significantly increase weekly gym visits during the four weeks of the study. And that's the, basically the, in the increment of uh, that it went up was between 9% and 27%. But they also found that just 8% of the people really created a lasting change in their behavior uh, after the period was over. So that's that's the challenge. Like, how do you keep it going? And so what I want to talk about today is seven different ways, count seven, lucky seven, that you can actually stick to working out, which, you know, I think we all want to do. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. FOMO. All right, let's get to number one. Number one is called temptation bundling. Basically, it's like you choose an activity a secondary activity that you're only going to do when you're working out, like watching a show or listening to a favorite podcast like FOMO Sapiens. And the idea there is that basically you really want to listen to FOMO Sapiens. Therefore, you will endure the running to be able to do that. And I think that's a, a pretty smart way to go. Like, you know, it gets you out of bed in the morning at least. And then once you do it, you realize that's ah, not so bad after all. I actually feel pretty good while I'm doing this, but it's a great way of using that carrot of the temptation in order to do the thing that is less sort of obviously pleasurable. Number two, make a plan. Set a calendar reminder. And this is something I do with meditation, by the way. I have a five o'clock everyday meditation prompt so that if I haven't gotten to it yet in the day, uh, I know, oh my goodness, got to do that. And then I will figure out when to do it. And I do that myself actually with, with exercise. So I actually, a lot of times, you know, we'll sign up for a class or something at my gym and it will send me a calendar invite and then it's on the calendar. And so I know it's in my day, I've made time for it and I'm able to go out and do that. And so it really helps you from, you know, from a scheduling perspective, just to make sure you have the time and your calendar to do things. Number three, accountability partners. 
Again, this is something I learned from meditation exercises, having that other person who also shares your goals and objectives and is going to be there to remind you to do that thing. So when it comes to accountability partners and working out, you know, I've, you can always find people who are say, you know, are willing to commit to meeting you at six in the morning, three days a week to go for that run. Now, I don't like the six in the morning thing, but I, I, I at one point, I remember I used to go to the gym with my best friends from college and just knowing they were there, you kind of wanted to hang out. It was more social and fun, but also it's like, well, I wanted to run a little faster on the treadmill so that they would think that I was, you know, I don't know, fast and, and strong. And so it, having those accountability partners and scheduling into my calendar with them was very, very helpful. Now, the next one, I thought this was really interesting in the study that they did was that FOMO actually is a successful intervention because they actually had a feature in this study that they would say this, this kind of stat letting users know that more Americans are exercising than ever before and that getting fit is a growing trend. And just by sending people that message, actually people were more likely to go to the gym. And so what does that mean for you? I think what it means is following people on Instagram or on Twitter or consuming media that has to do with wellness and well-being and fitness. When you do that, you're going to consume content that's just going to make you more likely to want to try those things out at the gym or elsewhere. And so, you know, for example, I follow a couple of these Peloton instructors on Instagram and I will, you know, I'll admit it. Like when I see them on there and they're like doing their workout or whatever, it makes me think, oh man, you know, I should probably try to get out and do a run today or something like that. So they give me a little FOMO and FOMO, obviously we know is a powerful motivator that can be helpful as you think about working out. Next, make it fun. I just mentioned Peloton. Why is Peloton so successful? Because it's fun. You may not like all the instructors. Like I'm not a Cody fan. It's just too much chitter chatter for me, but it's inspiring. It's fun. You know, it sort of makes working out almost like a game. There's so many different levers that you can pull and there's so many stats and there's music and there's stories and you can, you know, people all over the world are doing it. Your friends are on and it's just like a whole situation that makes it super fun and gamifies it. And so therefore, you know, when I think about the Peloton, it's a pretty good workout actually, depending on which class you take, but also like, it's just sort of like entertainment. And so it doesn't feel so dreary to work out. Next, variety. I think we've gotten to this mindset a lot of times where we think working out has to be treadmill, lifting weights, you know, exercise bike, all that sort of stuff. It can be many other things. It can be lots of things around getting out into nature, right? Hiking, like everybody in LA, they just hike. That's what they do out there. You go to Runyon Canyon and hike. It's a good workout. I mean, it's pretty, I'm just like sweating. Um, and so finding variety and doing things that aren't obviously, you know, just going to the gym can be a really great way of supplementing your workout. And also like doing the same thing over and over again isn't good for you either because you don't get sort of different experiences for your body. And we all know that just doing the same kind of training over and over again, it's not good. You got to cross train. And also I would integrate stretching and you know, if yoga is something you're into. I think it makes a huge difference. Uh, you can work that in as well. And finally, set a big audacious goal. And this happened for me when I did the marathon. Like I did a marathon, New York marathon, about five years ago, it was it was rough. There was about 18 miles of headwinds. And so, I don't know, <laughs> I'm not doing another one. However, 
what was interesting is, and I never thought I would do one, but when I decided to do it, I committed to it and I signed up for this virtual trainer that every day would tell me how much I had to run. I did it and I would be all over the world. I would be in Sao Paulo or London or New York or Maine or wherever the places that I was going at the time. And I would get out of bed. I don't, again, I don't, I'm not a morning person. I would find a way in my day, get up at six in the morning and I'd go and do my run for that day. And so listen, it's a huge time sink, but having that big goal, which is the marathon gave me the sort of inspiration to just train towards it. And in the end, it was a great experience. I will, again, like one and done, but I really think setting that goal, especially for me, who's somewhat competitive, made a huge difference. So again, temptation bundling, making a plan, putting it on that calendar, finding accountability partners, letting the FOMO <laughs> drive you, making it fun, looking for variety and setting goals. All of those will help you as you try to get to the gym this year, or as I said, do something in nature. And with that, we've come to the end of another Faux Mondays. I hope some of those ideas were helpful. And if you have your own ideas, please send them my way. You can connect with me at Let's Connect at PatrickMcGinnis.com, on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. See you Thursday. And until then, take care of yourselves, FOMO sapiens. FOMO. Can't get enough of FOMO sapiens? Join me on Patreon for ad-free episodes, bonus material, and exclusive content that will help you to master FOMO and position yourself for greater success in both business and life. Go to patreon.com slash FOMO sapiens to learn more. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on LinkedIn. I love hearing from you, so don't be shy. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO Sapiens? Now that right there was Portuguese, and as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply.